0: Mac Power Users, episode 673, Apple's freeform app. Hello, everyone. This is David Sparks. I am joined today by my friend and co host, Mr. Stephen Hackett. How are you today, Stephen?
1: I'm good, David. Happy New Year.
0: Yes. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you all had a, a good holiday season. Maybe today, or I don't know, what do you do on the, you watch Watch football? Watch parades, yeah. You know, eat some snacks, hang with some friends, recover from last night. Whatever it is you're doing, <laughs> that's right. I hope you're enjoying a, a little Mac Power Users to go along with that.
1: Yeah, and I think, unless something's on the schedule, I'm not sure of. I think we're the first relay show out for 2023 because we release on Sundays and New Year's yeah, is on a Sunday this
0: year. So that's that fun. is awesome. Yeah, we're starting it off right. Starting it off right. That's right. Yeah we 're gonna talk about that at the end today for more power users subscribers we're gonna talk about some of our new year's kind of like planning and rituals we go through as we head into the new year each year I think it'd be kind of fun there's actually a tech bit of that for me so I'm looking forward to talking about that but uh yeah we're all good uh, you know one other bit of housekeeping a friend of mine Chris Bailey wrote a really good book called how to calm your mind just released a few days ago and um, I've watch Chris go through the process of writing this book over the last three years. And it's just excellent. And I would recommend as Mac power users, listeners, if you want to give a fellow nerd some support, this is a book you should check out. It's about, you know, the problems we talk about here sometimes how, you know, everything gets a little overwhelming, particularly with the tech and ways to deal with that and uh excellent book. If you do get it, give him an Amazon review, give, give a fellow nerd some help. Yeah. Chris is awesome. Um, I always enjoy in talking to him. In fact, Chris is the guy who won that apple hat when we did the live event. Remember when we did that live event in Chicago and you bought a a vintage apple hat.
1: Off, yes. Um,
0: and and we said, "Well, who came from the farthest to be here?" It's Chris Bailey.
1: Yeah, that that was a fun time. Uh that was great. Yeah. Uh I got a little more a little more uh housekeeping here at the top. So, uh, we have a, a a moderator and an excellent community member Kate. Uh, Kate, according to Connected, is the official Relay FM historian. They know okay. like everything about Relay. When we do those co-founder quizzes between me and Mike, uh, Kate is one of the people who uh, provides uh, questions and answers and does a lot of the research. Yeah, and they uh, had given me a list of things they had come across when preparing the last co-founder quiz, which was part of the podcastathon back in September. And one of the things that needed fixing was we were missing a lot of guests in like really old MPU episodes, like well before MPU was on Relay, well before Relay FM was even a thing. And uh, so I have gone through over the last couple of weeks and have been adding guests to our back catalog. So we'll use Chris Bailey as an example. I, I think he was fine, but say that he had been interviewed a long time ago. Uh, maybe he had it been attached to like all of his episodes. As as I went through and fixed all of that stuff. And so a big thank you to Kate for providing uh, all those details. It was something that I had been meaning to do and kind of just like putting it off. And then they gave me this long list of like, hey, here are 200 MPU episodes that, you know, don't have their guests associated with them. So uh, a big thank you to Kate for that. And it was a really interesting for me because, I, I mean, for Longtime listeners, I've only been on the show now what four years, three years, four years, yeah. and uh, MPU's a lot older than that. And I've listened; I'd listened to MPU from the very beginning. And so it was really neat for me to like go through these old episodes. And, like, man, some of the conversations and topics are so timely and so evergreen. Things that we're talking about today and things we have planned for this year, some of that stuff you know been talked about on the show for a long time. It was just it was a fun trip down memory lane. And again, a big thank you to Kate for helping us out with that.
0: It's been an evolution. I remember somebody told me, cause you and I had our ice cream social one day when we first became friends and mm-hmm. somebody said, Oh, Steven wants to be in your show. He calls it his white whale. And That's then right. we got you on right away. But the, uh, yeah, it's so funny. Uh, but <laughs> Here it, we are. yeah, there's, there's a lot of, thank you, Steven. Thank you, Kate for going back and doing that because uh, you know, there, there is a lot of back catalog in there and it's great yeah. going there. Everything's up to date. it really,
1: Mm hmm. So today we're going to be talking about Freeform. It's as I put in the sh- in the show description, it's not every day we get a new productivity app from Apple. But here we are.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was thinking when was the last one we had? I, I would argue probably numbers was the last big one that they released. Yeah. And that
1: was 2008, I think. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah been a long time and we i mean we've seen those apps come to the ipad and stuff but like ground up new productivity app from apple uh it's a rare thing and freeform for me kind of fits in the old iWork category apple doesn't really use iLife and iWork as terms anymore but it feels very much like a sibling to pages and keynote and numbers. Now, it works in X. We're going to talk a lot about how it works in acts. There's a lot here to talk about. It works and acts like a modern app in ways that pages and numbers and Keynote don't really. But if you're familiar with those apps, I think especially Keynote, a lot of the mechanisms and sort of the tools within Freeform are going to feel really familiar to you. Um, and it's also, I think, closely related to Apple Notes. There's a lot of, I think, cross-pollination there as well. But um, it's it's a rare thing. And I remember, you know, when they announced it at WWDC, you know, we were there. I think we both, like, <laughs> opened our planning spreadsheet. Like, hey, when Freeform comes out, we're going to get into it. and uh, And that's what this episode is. In fact, there's a link in the show notes to a screenshot. This episode, we planned entirely in Freeform. I think people know we normally use Google Docs. Uh, But this one completely in free form, like it's a free, I'm, we, we are both looking, I'm looking at a full screen free form board uh, right now. So we really kind of, you know, did the dog food, dog fooding thing this episode and uh, we have a lot of thoughts.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's great. And, you know, the, one of the themes of last year I thought was kind of the emergence of Apple productivity apps. You know, the remarkable progress they've made with notes and reminders, uh, the beginning of progress with Apple Mail, and now Apple comes out with this freeform app. So let, let's just start with the basics. You know, what what is this app supposed to do? I mean, uh, you talked about Apple Notes. So Apple Notes is an app that you can write notes in and you can use your Apple Pencil, but you can also type and uh, it takes notes. Well, I, I would argue that there's a ton of overlap between these two apps but freeform i think is really kind of going at something different um i mean one of the ways i think of it as is you know a whiteboard app that comes out of the age of covid you know where uh, people want to be able to collaborate on ideas but they don't all sit in the same room with a mm-hmm. whiteboard and i i feel like this may have been apple like scratching its own itch to a certain degree with people staying home but um, what if you had a whiteboard where people could be on the phone but they could all also write on the whiteboard you know and and there are apps like this already, but this is apple's version and yeah. uh one of the things about this app just kind of talking big picture for me is it scratches a unique itch that i don't think anybody had really hit on the ipad yet and uh and that is and, and the Mac frankly, and that is a basic infinite canvas app. And we've talked about this multiple times on the show because I love the idea of infinite canvas where I can start just doodling ideas and let it spread over time. You know, um, We've talked about you know having a whiteboard or a glass board or even like um, when I was practicing, I used to get those wall-sized uh, sticky pads, you know, mm-hmm. the ones that are like two feet by three feet. And I just lay it on a desk and I'd write on it with a pencil. So it was almost an infinite canvas for mm-hmm. me to write on. <laughs>
1: you just wrap all the way around your office and then you come back to where you started. Yeah, exactly. But I
0: mean, but using small type, you know, those things are made to be stuck on a wall and like, you know, brainstorm with the team, but I used it individually. Right. And I've always liked that. And I've always wanted a digital equivalent of that, you know? Um, and this app really is aimed at that problem i think you know both and we're going to talk today we've got notes in the outline about using it collaboratively versus individually but i think both of those are an option so i want you to have that in your mind going forward that this is an app that can be used individually or collaboratively. But but it, it's not really meant to replace Apple Notes. It's meant to give you that kind of that infinite canvas whiteboard, but include the good bits of a computer, like, you know, uh, media import and shapes and all the cool stuff you can mm-hmm. do with a computer that you could, can't do with just a, you know, dry erase and an eraser. Right. And And I think that's what they're aiming for with this app. And the other thing I would say about this app is kind of a big picture thing is it's got some issues, but it's the first attempt, and I think I think it's really it's something we need to pay attention to.
1: I think so too. Yeah. If there was a theme last year on M- MPU, um, I think it was that Apple's productivity apps, in particular, while built for the masses, right, they're built for the the millions and millions of people who buy an iPhone or an iPad or a Mac each year they over time have become more powerful and moved upstream in terms of features and you know how they work and what they can do and freeform i think fits right into that there are more powerful whiteboarding infinite canvas apps out there we're going to talk about some of them towards the end of the show but for the people who have never really gotten into this or they don't need some of those other features or they want something free Freeform is a great choice and I think that Freeform has launched with more features than it would have 5 years ago. Like as the yeah. as the water kind of rises, you know, all the boats get lifted, Freeform kind of comes in at a higher point than it would have, you know, say before Apple Notes got good, 5 or 6 years ago, right? It's for a 1.0 it is extremely well featured and again we're going to go through all of them but that's really what jumped out at me is like for a first attempt this is really solid and yes there are features and things that we want but you don't like there was a time i think when like a new apple's like software application a 1.0 was way simpler than this but times have changed and freeform comes out in an age where we have certain expectations
0: yeah. And I really think that, like I said, this is something that personally I'm excited about this app because I think I'm going to, I'm already finding uses for it, but um, it's very interesting for me to see Apple come in. I mean, this is not really their usual thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the iWork suite, word processor, presentation software, a uh, spreadsheet. Okay. Those are all apps that have been on computers for a very long time and Apple, you know, brought their unique take to it with the iWork suite, but this is not that, I mean, there is not a flood of infinite canvas style apps out there especially ones like you know pointed the way this one is and so they really are are making an app that is not Sherlocking anybody in my opinion i mean they're just they're just making something that they think would be good in their ecosystem mm-hmm. and and speaking of ecosystem this app is on iphone ipad and mac uh, it syncs across Uh, with some caveats we'll be talking about later with sync. Steven and I um, working on this outline together was excellent because it gave us a chance to really kind of stress the limits. In fact, you invited some more people into the document too just to see if we could really like kind of like grind the gears a bit on this thing.
1: It's all iCloud based. It's on macOS Ventura 13.1 and iOS and iPadOS 16.2. Yeah. You can, I, I played with this, you can, you know, airplay mirror to your television but i wouldn't mind seeing a tvos version of this even if it was sort of read only right but then if you know several people were I, I could see this in my head as i thought about this like several people around a, 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 me, a in a meeting room and they're all on their laptops or iPads and then the apple tv sort of has a read only version of freeform that is updating live as people are doing things in the board to me, that's the only kind of ecosystem piece missing. But like other good software titles these days, it has come to all of these, uh all of these platforms at once. Now there's nuances and some things work better on some platforms than others, but it's everywhere on day one. Uh, it does sync with iCloud, but it's more like Apple Notes than iWork in terms of there's not like an iCloud drive folder that has has all your freeform boards in it you're not saving a freeform board out to your desktop right the data is contained within the application like apple notes that doesn't bother me as much as it used to because i've had a really good experience with apple notes and so far a really good experience with freeform in terms of you know i haven't lost any data i haven't had any big issues with it but it is a little bit different than i work in that regard
0: yeah, agreed. I I think that and the word sync here has two applications: syncing it between devices, and then syncing data between collaborators. And um, the sync between devices thing has been rock solid for me. Although interestingly, iCloud sync was not turned on when I started it, and uh, I'm not sure if this is a beta thing or if that I haven't checked the public release to see if it is, but. Uh, you may want to confirm if you try this out that you have iCloud sync turned on for, for it on your various mm-hmm. platforms, particularly between Mac and iPad, uh, which is where I primarily use this thing. I mean, I've, I've spent a bunch of time with an iPad and Mac and on the iPhone, I find this a reference tool more than a working tool. It's it's pretty hard to work on that little piece of glass. So um, that's just kind of been my impression. Mm-hmm.
1: Organization in this app is relatively simple. Um You you currently cannot make your own folders to save boards within, Uh, there's basically four categories in the sidebar. You have all boards, recents, shared, and favorites. And, you know, I only have a handful of these at this point, which is fine. But I think as this app grows and matures, that is one thing I would like to see. I'd like to see them bring like Apple Notes or Reminder style Uh, lists or folders or whatever they want to call it in here. So I could have like MPU boards or personal boards or whatever else in there. I think it's fine for now, but that's one thing I'd like to see them push on a little bit is some of the organization and way that you, you keep all your boards straight within the application.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely adopting the mindset of this is a first step and not one of those ship it and forget it apps that Apple used to, used to send out, you know, Yeah. It feel, feels to me like this thing. There's a team still working on this. I, at least I, I dearly hope so, because I feel like there's a lot of potential with this application. And then, you know, I, I'd mentioned earlier the idea of infinite canvas. Well, you know, what does that mean? You know, I talked about my post-it note, but uh, infinite canvas digitally means that if you draw to the edge, then you get more edge. You know, mm-hmm. there's no limit on the document. And I've, I've like done mind mapping and OmniGraphle where those pages um, effectively have limits. And then like a lot of the mind mapping and idea generation apps do the same thing where, you know, there's only so much space they're going to render. And there's a bunch of technical reasons for that, but this app does expand as you get to the edge. It just adds more space. And like I was experimenting with our documents, our document got really big which is kind of a pain because you open it and you just see a doc grid. You don't even see the stuff we were working on because it's so far over to the left, but the, uh, but it it's really nice. So it, this is effectively an infinite canvas app. Uh, you can zoom between 10% to 400%, uh, which means like, like I like to, when I do handwriting with an Apple pencil on a, on, a, on a document, I like to really zoom in so I can like print, or right larger than I normally do. And when you zoom out, it looks, it looks nice. Um, So uh, that this app supports that, you know, and they do have, you know, zoom to selection and, and zoom commands to get you where you want. But Mm -hmm. uh, this app will grow as far and wide as you want it to. So we, we got what we were asking for. We got an infinite canvas app.
1: Yeah. One of the boards I've been uh, building for myself is just a, a map of my home network boy, is that more complicated than I thought it was once I started putting it on paper. But unlike doing it in notes or pages or even Keynote, which is probably what I would have used in the past just because I like its layout tools, you don't have to really worry about where you start, right? Like I don't have to worry about, oh, my router is like dead center in this document because that almost doesn't matter. And if you're yeah. not familiar with this type of of document, it's a little weird to get used to because it does sort of, I mean look for so long the the concept of a document like open Microsoft Word, open Google Docs it's an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper right that and this infinite canvas concept is so different from that. but once you sort of embrace it 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 really kind of unlocks what you can do so like you can see in the in the in the screenshot I put in the show notes, you know we have our sort of our document to the left in a couple of columns. And then I have what I call the attachment testing ground, which is me just like, what does it do with the keynote presentation? What does it do with an MP3? We're going to talk about all that in a second. And I didn't have to think of like, oh, I need to scoot the document to the left to like make room for this on the right because the app and the document just kind of do what they need to do to make everything fit. And it is weird at first, but pretty cool once you get used to it this episode of Mac Power Users is made possible by 1Password. Go to onepasswordcom slash MPU to learn more and sign up for a free 30-day trial. You'll get 20% off when you sign up. 1Password is just an excellent app. Of course, you can store and create strong, unique passwords. And of course, it's multi-platform, so those sync between your Mac, iPhone, iPad, PC. And of course, it autofills in multiple browsers, and on the Mac, basically anywhere in the system. It's so awesome to have these things everywhere, but it's much more than passwords. You can create secure notes, store your credit card information, even uh, your secure keys. So if you're a developer and you've got a bunch of keys floating around, you can have those in there as well. 1Password is totally baked in to the way that I work. At home, I use one password for family, so I can share important, critical information with my spouse. And as my kids get older, with them as well. And at Relay FM, we use one password for teams. So my partner Mike Curley and I have a vault. We also have a vault that we share with some people who uh, work with us. So our community manager, our VP of sales, they have access to just what they need to to get their jobs done. And I can manage all that with fine grained control. Once again, go to onepassword.com/mpu. You can get a free 30-day trial, and you sign up, you get 20% off. Once again, that's onepasswordcom slash M-P-U.
0: Before the break, you started talking about different things you can drop into it. So let's just go through the different media types that we can insert into one of these documents, um, starting with the basics, you know, PDFs. You can grab a PDF, drag it onto one of these documents, and it just appears on the screen you know, which is kind of nice, right? You've got uh, PDFs you can drop in, but there are some limitations on what you can do with the PDFs.
1: Yeah. There's no markup for PDFs, which honestly like really surprised me. So in our uh, attachment testing grounds, I put the Xsurf setup guide because I just had it handy and why not? And if you, you if you, if you open that, It opens a new window, full screen on the Mac and on iOS and iPadOS, it just takes over the screen. But you can just scroll through the PDF. You can't search in the PDF. You can't mark up the PDF. And that is something I would like to see. It's like It would be so perfect for that. Like I could have a bunch of PDFs in here, each one its own world of notes within it. Uh, But it's basically just a a previewer for PDFs at this point.
0: Can you tell me why there's a note randomly written on here on MPU672, David said he would not be buying a new Mac in 2023.
1: Well, I just want to keep reminding people of what you said.
0: And and then you put right next to it an exploded image of a Mac studio. I, I don't know what's going on here, Steve. I'm just reminding you people
1: of the rash value tug. <laughs> 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 you think you want to let that go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's PDFs. Um, there are a lot of media file types that basically just play in place on the board. So this is true for audio files. So I tried an MP3, AC, I tried a bunch of different formats. They obviously just play in place on the board. Uh, and same thing with videos and GIFs. And so I dropped in just a QuickTime file of a video I had on my channel last year. And you can just hit play, and it just plays it where you are. And same thing with the GIF and, again, the audio. And that's pretty sweet. Uh, I was su- Honestly, I was surprised that GIF files played. I don't know. Out of all of them, I thought that one may struggle because if you ever open a GIF in preview, it's hilarious. You just get like each frame as its own image. It's like, yeah. that's not at all what I want. <laughs> but uh, Freeform yeah, it does it it right. seems
0: like the, that, one, that one's still on the whiteboard somewhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, is that a Freeform joke? Maybe, you know, maybe they can have a Freeform board for preview. Um, oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, there, there, there you go. Uh, another uh, file format that I, I'm not actually that super familiar with, but someone in Discord recommended that we try it is the uh, USDZ. These are basically AR files. I have a link in the show notes explaining them. Apple has a bunch of example ones on their website. And it shows up. You get a little preview, but it, it also shows up in a new window where then you can move your cursor or finger around and uh, you know see the AR object Kind of flow in space.
0: And the thing, the general complaint, granted, this is a version one of the app, is everything, it, it is displaying the stuff. It's not interactive with this stuff. Yeah. Like the PDFs is an obvious example. I mean, you put a PDF in, you've got a whole set of pencil tools. Why wouldn't you want to be able to mark that up? And yeah. you can't.
1: Well, same thing with keynote documents. Like it just shows you the still slides. You don't get any of the Transitions or anything. You can't play a keynote in it. You just see it as basically like a almost like you exported your deck as a PDF.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing they do have that is kind of nice with all of this is it has excellent alignment tools. And this is even more relevant with respect to the shapes. But uh, when you drop the media in, everything snaps. And like this is where you see the keynote and, you know, uh, and pages tool sets being dropped in here because, mm-hmm. uh, Apple's always had great alignment stuff and this supports all of that, even with the media you drop in, which is kind of fun resizing and, and placing on your board. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You can distribute, you know, and align you could group and ungroup. You can combine shapes, a lot of really good tools there. And again, I think those are lifted basically straight out of iWork
0: somebody on the team is like smashing their head against a window right now. It's, it, I'm sure there's a lot more to it than lifting it out and dropping it. <laughs> yeah, in. You just, It's, it's there.
1: You just open Xcode and you copy it. I mean, how hard could it copy I'm and paste? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, developer
0: the links. Uh, the, another thing you, in addition to bringing in media types, you can put links in it and, you know, uh, me being someone who is really into the idea of contextual computing and, and linking, uh, this is a key feature for me. And I, I thought for version one, it's doing good work with linking. So you can put in anything and it creates a link. We, we had a link to our Google or to our um, Zoom document to mm-hmm. start the show today. I just clicked on it and it brought me in. Um, if you type a link when you're um, typing text, it, it just automatically hyperlinks it for you and drops it in. Which you can remove. I mean, that's the same thing they do in Apple Notes. I'm sorry, uh, Pages. By the way, if you just type a link, it creates a link. Yeah. And uh, so, so you know, you can see you know the iWork stuff kind of bleeding in, but the links are great, and you can uh, apply links to just about anything. Like one of the things I was I've been playing with is is taking some of my work and uh, and looking at creating maybe like a, a status board, and you know, creating links back to things with that. And so I've been having fun. Mm-hmm. playing with that as well. So, I mean, there's just a lot you can do with links in it. And I'm really happy to see this robust link um, uh, support at version one.
1: Yeah. yeah it's better than I, I thought it was initially because I started basically just using the the text tool. And yeah. I was like, oh, well, let me just hide some text and hit command K. Because sometimes in our show notes, I do this a lot if we're linking to apps. I was be like, oh, I want the name of the app. Then I just, you know, make the link uh, so I can, when I – build the episode in our CMS, I can just click it and open it. And so the command K shortcut just doesn't exist in freeform. You can't make a link out of random text, but you can insert a link and that's where you get the nice previews. Like we have a YouTube video here in our freeform board and it pulls the YouTube thumbnail. You mentioned Zoom, it pulls a little Zoom link. The you know previews, some are better than others. It seems basically the same as iMessage, but maybe not quite as rich, but you can make really nice Graphic links, if you uh, if you need them, and I think for your use case that you mentioned, I think would be uh, really cool.
0: Yeah, although it does not allow you to attach links to shapes themselves, yeah. which I would prefer. I mean, I nice. feel like that the you know, like what what if you drew a box? Like going back to like the status board example, and say I had a, a duplicated box for each major project I'm working that I could move around almost like a Kanban board. Mm-hmm. I would like the box itself, rather than the way I've been using, it is the text inside it is the link. But yeah, uh, I would prefer the the shape itself to be the link. I, and um, I hadn't tried that; I just tested it here as we recording, and it's not there. So there, there's mm-hmm. something they could work on. Yeah. Um, in addition to links, uh, they have uh, sticky notes. I am not personally a big fan of digital sticky notes. I've never really liked them in PDF annotation. They just get in the way. They cover things up. And I would much rather just do text annotation on the side. That's, you know, my choice. As as someone who's read a lot of documents and annotated a lot of documents, I'm not a big fan of sticky notes. I'm not much of a fan of sticky notes here either, but they have them. And, uh, you know, they've got, as Apple does, it's got a nice little curl to it with a little a shade um, shade, um, a treatment to the corner so it looks nice on the page and actually looks like a sticky note, but uh, they're there if you want them. I don't know. What else can I say? <laughs> the
1: shape library that is included with this app is really impressive. So you get yeah. a, a button up in the toolbar and you can search, which is nice. There are over a dozen categories, so geometry, objects, animals, education, on and on. And there's a, a ton. I mean, there's there's hundreds of these, if not thousands of these in here. And you can drag them into your document, change the color. You can put text in them. It's, I mean, there's some, like, there's a scuba diving one. Why is that in here? There's a guy in a canoe. Uh, lots of things. And uh, I can't, I haven't come across something yet that I haven't uh, haven't been able to find.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they're not, um sf symbols which yeah. was kind of surprising to me you know i thought blows you know, my mind yeah they, these are more detailed shapes like just for instance i was looking at the buildings we've got like an observatory we got the usual buildings and multiple houses restaurants lighthouses the roman Colosseum. um so you know they've got like a lot of different things and interesting about those shapes is those shapes are editable i don't know if you tried this even but if you put one in like i'm I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and put the castle in here. You can go through and enable it so you can actually edit individual points on the shape, so you can actually transform shapes into new shapes too. So it's really cool and um, an interesting. Uh, another experiment on the SF symbols thing is that you can grab an SF symbol if you've got the SF symbols app, and you can paste them in, but it is uh, pasted in as text, as SF symbols do. So. It treats it as a text field, hmm. and then all you have to do is go through and you know fiddle with the size, you know, yeah. to get it bigger. And uh, interestingly, on that point, you can create a link to text, so an SF symbol can have a link attached to it. So that's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, that goes back to our notes and reminders conversation. Like SF symbols yeah. should just be everywhere, and yeah, they're they're like this obscure, mostly developer only thing. And I'd like for Apple to have those uh available in apps like this
0: do you ever see that uh steinfeld episode with the soup nazi of course i feel like maybe there's a uh maybe there's like an sf symbols nazi at apple like people like come and say well i want to put sf symbols in my app like i know no sf symbols for you (laughs) one year come back to next wdc yeah exactly (laughs) you get five yeah you get five pick them that's right
1: yeah that's what happened to the reminders (laughs) team it's like you get this many good luck
0: Oh yeah, that, that is shocking to me because I've been doing more reminder stuff for the labs, and it is just shocking to me how few symbols they have in there. Mm-hmm. And and why do they always have like eight different symbols related to sports? I know, and like one related to work. I you
1: know? know. I was like, oh good, here's my <laughs> soccer list, here's my basketball <laughs> list. I don't, I don't get it either. I don't. I don't get it either. Uh, I do want to talk about text entry. Obviously, we did a lot of text entry in our board because. We work off an outline. This, to me, was the most frustrating element of working with Freeform because this is not the standard text input field you get in other Mac applications. On iOS, I'm much more forgiving of this. But on the Mac, it's been actually honestly kind of frustrating to work with large amounts of text in here. Uh, We mentioned that the command K, like any text become a link, just isn't there. You kind of got to do it through this weird insert workflow. But bulleted lists are just maddening in this application to me. Yeah, there's yeah. no way to to manage them with the keyboard beyond indenting and outdenting. You can't stop or create a list with a keyboard shortcut. And there's not. So Apple Notes has this problem too, to a degree. But in Apple Notes. Bulleted lists and number lists are an option in the menu. So you can make your own keyboard shortcuts. Uh, that yeah. do- is not here on the Mac. And it doesn't do the very common thing where like you do ter- two returns and it brings you out of the bulleted list. That's not here either. So I was like making bulleted list when I went to really wanted Blake lines. I would like to see all of this be more mature and robust. I don't know how many boards are going to be as text heavy as ours is. But ours, I found to be uh, pretty limiting.
0: Yeah, another problem I hit was uh, when I was putting the outline together, it creeps up. It doesn't just write down. If that makes sense?
1: Yeah, the text box like slowly moves away from you.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It moves up and down at the same time, like it's like locking in center. And so, like I put the title at the top, and then I would work for a while, and then the t- the the text. Box would overlap the title. I'd have to physically move it down, and it just seems like when you're writing text, I think generally we don't want Mm -hmm. the top to literally move on the page. Yeah, and and uh, this is just feels to me like this needs work. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you had a note in here about the over aggressive autocorrect. I completely agree.
1: Yeah, it's uber aggressive. Uh, Again, I get it on the iPhone and iPad, but on the Mac, like give me. The more standard Mac things uh, for instance any word that is a contraction so like the word won't it w- would automatically like add a space after the apostrophe thinking it's a single quote it's like no that's almost never what I want and uh the the last thing I'll say about the the text in particular is copying and pasting text between text boxes doesn't always bring the formatting with it sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't um, I bundled all this up in a feedback to Apple, uh, it's feedback 1190 14.99 So if you work on this, uh, go check out my, uh, feedback. I put all this in a, in a single piece of feedback because Apple has obviously has the text tools to make this better. Um, I think the, if I had to guess the, the reasoning for this is they want it to be the same across platforms. And I don't disagree with that, but on the Mac in particular, there's a lot of text entry features that users are used to that just aren't here that I think should be.
0: Yeah. And and frankly, I don't agree with that. I think that um, the pencil features could be better on an iPad than they are on the Mac and the text features could be better on the Mac than they are on the iPad. I mean, Mm -hmm. you should play to the strengths of the platform because if I put one of these documents on a Mac, it's usually because I want to use the Mac stuff. And if I put it on iPad, I want to use the iPad stuff. So, but you know, again, this is a first first go at this so i i'm forgiving if next year these these kinds of things don't improve i'll be a lot more disappointed than i am at this point i'm just happy now that the damn thing exists Mm -hmm. but you know switching over input methods to the apple pencil um uh we've talked for a long time about how you know the ipad is a solution without a problem kind of thing in terms of the apps and you know what does it give me that you don't get from a mac and uh, this kind of stuff is what it is great at, you know. And uh, using the Apple Pencil um, with some caveats from later aside, it really is nice being able to have this whiteboard, particularly on my big iPad that I keep on my desk, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the secondary display. I find myself increasingly pulling it down and laying it, you know, in front of my keyboard and working on the pencil on some of these boards. And having that there always is is just great. And yeah. and you know, I I talked about at the beginning of the show. I, I'm a visual thinker. I've always liked having these kinds of things to write on. And this is the best digital version of that I've seen, or or at least it could be. I think with a little more work.
1: We do, we do need to talk about the what we have dubbed the text drift bug. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you mentioned and I agree with you. Like you zoom in really far on the iPad, you write something with the Apple Pencil over time. That seems to really break down. So, we have a, an image in the show notes. And again, I have submitted this to Apple, but you had written MPU 673 outline with the Apple pencil. And over time, that has become illegible because, for instance, the six and seven, the seven kind of marched over and like joined six and now is behind six. And you can't even read outline because the letters, again, over time, have slowly drifted together where it's not even legible.
0: It's not even that, even. It's like it's worse because like components of the letters have drifted. Like the an outline O U T the the cross on the T moved but the uh, the 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 uh, vertical member of the T remained. So it looks like we lean. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I opened it up cuz I wrote this a week ago and I opened up a few days later and I'm like was I drunk? i wrote this i mean my handwriting is better than that surely and and i realized oh no just individual components of the letters are just starting to move around the page and it seems like it's gotten worse and you know then like like i took a screenshot at one point and i put it in the document and now i now i'm looking at and it's a completely different problem now like it's it's like is there something going on here with the with the Apple Pencil based character set where uh, things just move and uh, I've been, I I will say I've been using this also individually without collaboration mm-hmm. and I have not experienced this problem so yeah. um, and I don't and you and I are pushing it hard we're open on multiple platforms so earlier today I had it open both on the iPad and the Mac at once but honestly I think that should be expected and mm-hmm. that should not break it. You know, um, I'm looking now, I see now that cross on the E at the end of outline has now moved like a half an inch to the right, but the rest of the E is where it started. So now the, the old E looks like a C. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, it, you know, it's just, it's very strange. And, um, so, so there's obviously work to be done. <laughs> the Apple Pencil's great, but when the text drift problem starts in, uh, you're, you're really out of luck. <laughs> I don't know what you do at that point.
1: And that's really the worst outright bug that i've seen. Yeah. But it is it's kind of funny. It's like the-
0: yeah. I I mean, and then but there's another section of our document where I wrote Apple Pencil notes. Uh and everything in there has co- completely kept its fidelity. Like I I said zooming in, you should zoom in. There's a great set of pen selection tools. And then I said compare with the GoodNotes tool set. It's not nearly as good as the GoodNotes mm-hmm. tool set. It doesn't even uh, – the, the ink method isn't as good. It doesn't have the thing where you can write big and it shows up small. There's a bunch of stuff that um, GoodNotes does this is probably never going to do. Yeah. But if you look at that note, at least in my on, my on my board, it is completely within the original thing. My guess is that the title, because we've had the text box rolling over it so much, And it's probably been re-rendering a lot. I'm sure it's a bug, but, but some of the, the pencil stuff has been fine, but others of it has comically gone awry.
1: Yeah. The other bug that I've seen with iPad handwritten text is that when you select one of those items on the Mac, the Apple crash, like you'll get the beach ball and then it dies again. Yeah. uh, So in the show notes, I have all my feedback numbers. Um, so you can go look at those if th- those are relevant to you. Uh, but that's uh, that's a there's something kind of weird with this iPad text. Maybe it's the collaboration, and maybe it's that you know you're dealing with it on the Mac. But um, those are obviously problems. But uh, I don't want to dwell on them too much because again, it is a, a 1.0, and I think overall this app is very good. But uh, we do need to
0: point out where we uh, where we see problems. This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by Rocket Money. Head to rocketmoney.com mpu and cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses. If your New Year's goal is to manage your budget better and save money, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to watch just one show on or that free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for ones you don't want. You know that Apple feature that uh, goes through your App Store subscriptions and shows them to you and makes it really easy to cancel them? Well, that's what Rocket Money is, but for your whole life. And canceling subscriptions with Rocket Money is as easy as a click of a button. Just find the subscription you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. There's no more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. They just handle it. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving on average per person $720 per year. So I signed up for Rocket Money and Put my relevant data in there and let it grind away. And it found a bunch of subscriptions I didn't know that I still had. For instance, I was still paying monthly money to Adobe that I didn't even realize. There were a bunch of things like that on my accounts. And I went through and used Rocket Money to get rid of all of that. I ended up saving $150 a month just with about a half hour in the application. Rocket Money made it super easy, make the connections and let it do the work for you. I was super impressed, and now I'm a believer. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to RocketMoney.com/mpu. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y.com/mpu. RocketMoney.com/mpu. Our thanks to Rocket Money for the support of the Mac Power Users and all of Relay FM. So let's talk
1: about collaboration uh, as well as exporting. I think those kind of go hand in hand in my mind. Uh, this sharing is is really easy and very, very similar to Apple Notes in terms of uh, the mechanisms. So you uh, go to share it. You can select a person. You can change their uh, their access so you can have it where only invited people can access the board and they can make changes you can make it view only you can make a public link so say you had one of these for your company you could have that link sent to everybody but no one can write it it's only read only Uh, pretty robust and then you can share it via messages mail copy the link again uh, a bunch of different methods very similar to apple notes like i said
0: yeah, and it was really easy getting this set up. And uh, we have been collaborating uh, fairly successfully. I mean, uh, this is not going to replace Google Docs for us. Next week, we'll be back in our usual platform. But we were able to you know, prep today's show uh, within this platform. And honestly, if we were going to use an Apple platform to do show notes, it would be Apple Notes. It, would, it wouldn't be this anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is meant to be kind of that big whiteboard more than it's meant to be you know, we're we're kind of using it out of scope a little bit. I think. What yeah, trying. I think so.
1: But that's okay. Uh, we gotta we gotta push on these things as Mac power users. This does lead to a tangent that I need. Um, I need to go down. So Uh-oh. the little glyph we've all seen it. It's a box with an upward arrow. Uh, yeah. It's sharing this board. It's export. It's a bunch of things in a bunch of different applications. There's been conversation on other relay shows about what we call this. And it seems like the term is "shero," So like share and arrow put together. And I just want to know what yeah. you think about that word. Is that something that uh that you like?
0: Well, I mean, Merlin is really pushing the shero term. Yes. And Merlin, I, I really love that guy. So if if it makes Merlin happy, then I I have to go along with shero. Although I have always thought of it as just the sharing box. And I've never verbalized it, I think I've ever written it down. But I always thought it's a sharing box, it's a box as has an arrow out of it. But Sherrow, I I mean, if that's what makes you happy. Yeah. It is tough like when you're talking to relatives on the phone and trying to walk them through something. Yeah, you know, what do you say? Mm-hmm. Cause that, that's something you often want them to press is is the shareo. What what do you tell them?
1: Uh historically
0: I, before this uh, all started.
1: Box with the upward arrow. <laughs> I gotta yeah, describe yeah.
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I have always done too. I'm not sure that like my cousin would understand if I said Cheryl, right? But as a nerd term, I'm I'm all in. Yeah. Okay. What, what are your thoughts?
1: I basically agree. You know, yeah. Merlin is a smart guy, and uh, he's pushing this. So, but I think with the you know the the regular people in our life, it, that word makes no sense. That's the problem yeah. with it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Merlin is the guy who invented Inbox Zero, which everybody has like adopted. Yeah, you know,
1: and abused probably, and
0: abused. Yeah, <laughs> I hope I hope that his experience with Shero is better than his yes. experience has been with Inbox Zero. There
1: you go, <laughs> there you go. When you are collaborating, uh, it's so like right now. You and I are both looking at this board. I see a little picture of David Sparks up there. He uses my uh, image for you. Uh, times that I've been looking at the board and you haven't been there, you don't show up. So you can kind of see who's there very similar to Google docs or Google sheets and you see their cursor kind of. So it's different than Google docs or Apple notes where like, if you're in between two words, I see like a cursor beam and like your little photo or your name or your color or whatever it is here. Basically you, you get, um, brackets kind of showing what object you're working with. So, you know, right now I'm going to select the big Mac power user artwork and put at the top of the document. At some point you should see little uh, bounding boxes showing that that's the object I'm interacting with. I think that's enough. I I don't think it needs to be much more granular than that. Again, I I think we're using this app in a much more text heavy way than most people will, Uh, but you get a sense of what people are working with, which is good. Kind of where they are in the document.
0: Yeah, and it is not as collaborative real time as something like Google Docs. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there is a slight delay I've seen, and you know, it's just it's just not the same thing. It does a lot more than Google Docs. You can't draw on the screen with Google Docs, right? Um, so they've got a bigger thing to deal with, and it's the first version. But it's it's collaborative, I think, enough. Yeah, like I was thinking as you were saying that, maybe we should do a show one day in Apple Notes. Just out of curiosity to see how fast it is, because that's always been kind of the thing. The reason Mm -hmm. we use Google Docs is I can literally watch you type something in, yeah, which can be a helpful when you're recording. I don't know. I know Apple Notes continues to improve, but I haven't really stressed it in that way lately.
1: Yeah, well, and with uh, Ventura thirteen point one and iOS sixteen point two. They made, it was basically non-documented. I only found out about it because there was a post that was going around from like an Apple Notes engineer on Mastodon. This is the world we live in now. It was like, oh yeah, we yeah. sped up collaboration and notes, but like, no one knew. Um, and so we should revisit that. That's that's a change since our Notes and Reminders episode, which was just like a month ago. Um, What about export? Export is really basic. So you can get a PDF. <laughs> you you can, Of course you can print it. Uh, but the export as PDF option, you basically just name it and it generates a PDF based on the size and layout of your board. And so our board is pretty horizontal because we have these different columns that you can go see in the show notes. And so it makes a PDF basically just as big as you need it. So this is an infinite canvas app, but the PDF you get is basically size and shaped based on your board, which I think is a pretty good way of doing it. I don't have a better idea, Uh, but you do get some sort of funnily shaped PDFs. Um, So one of my test boards I did in in preparation for this, I made a very long vertical board just to like see what would happen. And the PDF is long and vertical.
0: Yeah, I I can simplify this. Just think about this uh, board, your board in free form as a Maserati going 200 miles an hour and think about the eight and a half by eleven inch sheet of paper in your printer as a reinforced block wall and what happens is your maserati the and the bigger your infinite canvas is, the faster it's going hits that wall and it's a mess <laughs> you know this thing is really not meant to be printed in my opinion it's it's really there as an as a live document feature i you know although you can print I don't think they put a lot of effort into it, and I don't think a lot of people are going to be printing these things.
1: I don't think so either. (laughs) This is a a digital tool uh, more than anything else.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about some uses for this. You know, uh, uh, how are people using it in in these early days and and where do we see it fitting? And to begin with, I I definitely want to draw a line between collaborative and individual work because I feel like some of the problems we're hitting with this version one is uh, sync uh, errors like the, the text drift and some of the issues we hit, where you know you and I are working on the same text at the same time or something, and we would we run into to conflicts. I feel like that is something that is going to get worked out, but I think that is a limitation on collaborative stuff. I I was curious. I want to get some. Uh, maybe you and I will do some show planning with a collaborative, more traditional use of the application. The text drift thing to me is is really a big problem, and I think it's a early version bug that will go away. But you know, if it's gonna be a whiteboard app, the the places that you draw on the whiteboard need to be respected and the mm-hmm. you know, the squiggles with your pen need to stay where you put them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you wrote something in red next to the title, next to where we have the Mac mm-hmm. Power User's logo, and that has drifted on me. And I have no idea whatever you were trying to write there. But yeah,
1: I I think what I was trying to write was that I wanted to keep. I wanted to capitalize the second F in free form, like make it camel case. Yeah. That's not yeah. the way that it is, but I can't read it because the text is all bananas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's drifted. So that's a, that's a huge issue for me with the collaborative stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I would recommend is just try it with a few friends and just kind of see where it goes. And I I really have faith that Apple will fix that, you I know, where we're, a few years ago, I may not have, you know, uh, it's like a few years ago, I think, well, they shipped it. So that means the team is broken up into a hundred pieces and everybody's working on other projects and that's that, but I don't think that's the case anymore. So um, I feel like that's going to get fixed, but, but I would encourage you to think of it gener- generically in terms of like, is this a collaborative tool? And this is, is this an individual tool? How can I use it in these two ways? Um, uh, me personally, I have collaborated with this uh, with Steven, I'm in the process of building some workflow diagrams for the people on Team Max Sparky. You know, like, what do we do in getting a labs video published? You know, there what parts do I do? What parts do Liana do or whatever? And how does it get on YouTube and get out to the world? And I thought it would be fun to like just diagram that and just kind of see where the bottlenecks are and how we make it better. And I'm going to share that with the team and this is going to be a board and, and everybody can go in and look at it and see visually how it works and we can make changes and and annotate them on the board. I expect that's going to work because it's going to be some basic shapes, some handwriting, some text, but Mm -hmm. it's not going to be anything nearly as complex as what we've done with this outline. And um, I think that is a good collaborative use. You know, it just gives everybody a place to go. And uh, while I like other apps out there in the world, I think for this type of thing, this will be great. And and I love the collaborative nature that people can also weigh in and, and kind of have an opinion on it. So that's that's another use I'm looking at it collaboratively. Uh, but I mean, I think the big use is to get on a Zoom call or whatever and just open a board and start working through it and let people kind of like annotate and add to it as, as we talk through it and have it, make everybody feel like they can do something. I, I guess this could lead to some sort of anarchy. I mean, normally when you're in a physical meeting, only one person is at the whiteboard at a time. Um, so, you know, you can see the obvious problem of everybody's writing at once. But um, I think this would be, a, you know, I think that's the primary intended use of this app.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so too. Uh, for me, I mean, obviously we have this document. Uh, I mentioned that I'm doing one for my home network just because I've never done a topography of it, and I think it would be a useful thing to have. Um, I've got some other documents floating around. I think they're all in Keynote, probably of like signal flow stuff. So like when we record a live show, it's obviously very yeah. different than a regular recording, and I've got different equipment, and that is something I basically want to pick up and remake in freeform. I think the, the tools would be better suited to that. So when we do live shows again. I can have I can have that handy. Um and I I think for for all the collaboration talk like you said, I think there is a real use case for that sort of solo use, right? Like a status board or just internal planning. I think that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, um so I have always been playing with this idea of a status board where I can go and look at visually everything I'm working on and where it is. Know it's it's kind of a derivative of the Kanban board. Over the years, I've done them with MindNode, I've done them with OmniGraphle, I've been playing with it in here, and um and it's 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 a fun experiment. Like I said, the inability to link shapes does hurt it for me a little bit here. But but I was thinking about this. You know how a lot of us use Keynote as a graphics tool. Mm-hmm. Like you open Keynote, sometimes you have no intention of ever getting a presentation. Exactly. But you you want something that can give you basic shapes that can use Apple's alignment guides and like pull something together quickly. I think this is definitely a disruptor for that feature. Like, like just working on these workflow diagrams for, uh, for my team with our, with our publication workflows, this is great. And it does everything that keynote does. It's got a a really nice shape collection. Um, I do wish that, you know, they had SF symbols built in, but I, I have a way to bring them in. And um, I think this is going to disrupt that a little bit where you can now do this without having to go into Keynote, which has always been kind of a weird, you know, thing to go to your presentation app to draw your diagrams, right? Right. (laughs) But we all did it. (laughs) It was the best tool Apple had. But Keynote never had an infinite canvas, which meant, you know, your diagram, like you were talking about earlier, where is the diagram centered on the page? Well, that's no longer relevant and if you add more to your diagram you know if you're like talking about your home network if you decide to go deeper with it or if you want to like put reference notes on the page you can grow the page to whatever size you need and you've just got it all there mm-hmm. and you know if you've got a big uh, screen on your mac and you just make it full screen it's kind of gorgeous to look at this thing there with all the details you need visual as well as text. I mean, it's, it's pretty good for that stuff. Yeah. So on the, on the individual use stuff, I, so I've been playing with the status guide. Um, I'm, you know, I, I've got big plans for the years. I always do about what I want to publish and get out. And uh, I'm working on Obsidian now, but the next field guide after that, I've already started up as a board. And um, I think that might be a good way to like, kind of think through some big picture things. I mean, eventually this stuff gets into other platforms as I start actually producing things, but this is a whiteboard, and I can share it with some friends and people that you know can give me advice on what they think about things, and so that's kind of cool. Um, it just as a, a basic diagramming tool, and honestly, all I ever really need is basics. Uh, I find it very effective on an individual basis, and and I do like the ability to pick up an iPad and play with it there as well. I don't use it on the Mac at all effectively. I was testing it on the on the. I'm sorry, I don't use it on the iPhone. at all effectively i was testing it for today's show yeah it works that's great but i I don't see that i'm ever going to really use this much on the iphone yeah uh, same so there's collaborative and individual uses so i think the trick is if you're interested in this new app is think about it in that context you know are there some collaborative stuff i can try with this is there stuff that i want to just do individually i just want to have a big i want to have that big sticky note that dave used to talk about and can I, you know, do something effectively with that? Well, I, I think so. I mean, the only thing I miss about that, though, is, is there's something to be said for that big screen. You know, I mean, uh, what was it? I was watching one of those movies with my kids, the one where everybody has to kill each other. What's that called? Uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah, right. You know, there's a scene where she's in the big city, and and there's a a, a wall size monitor, and it looks like she's in the woods. You know, and so basically, in the future, our walls are just big screens. And I would love that for something like this, like just to have a big screen with my, uh, my diagrams on them where I can sit here and draw on them anytime I want on the wall. Right. So like a whiteboard, the size of a wall and this, you know, the, the limitation of this for that function is, is the size of your display. You know, we talked about how the iPhone is no good for this. Well, you know, a, an 11 inch iPad's okay. You know, 13 inch iPad's a little better. Uh, uh, you know, twenty-seven inch monitor is is pretty great, but you can't use a pencil on it. I, I feel like you know the size limitation is is a constraint here that that you need to kind of think your way through if you're going to try and do this as opposed to a traditional whiteboard.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a uh, well said. One feature, and I think an important part of this app that we haven't really touched on yet is some of the um, accessibility stuff. And I kind of put this yeah. here because. If, if you're doing one of these to for just yourself, maybe it's not that important. But if you're collaborating or if you're sharing this widely, um, I think you should just take the time and each object in a board can have a description. And the Mac, it's in the right-click menu. On mobile, it's in the little ellipses menu. And you can set a description for voiceover to read. And so if someone is using this, you know, say like here, I've got this screenshot of the collaboration menu that took on the Mac, and I just dropped it in this board. Uh, you know, I would go into the description and say, you know, screenshot of the uh, share menu or share row, <laughs> if Merlin's reading it, uh, and describe what it is. Uh, I really like that this is built in into the 1.0. It's really easy to get to, it's very simple to do. And I think if you're sharing this with a large group of people, uh, it should be just part of part of your workflow because this is a visual medium. Like we have a lot of text in here, but like we've said, I think most boards won't. And so, having descriptions makes makes this accessible, makes your work accessible to everybody. And I was thrilled to discover that feature while uh, using this app. This episode of Mac Power Users is brought to you by Electric. When leading your small business, it's not all glamorous. In fact, sometimes it's a matter of spending hours trying to find that laptop that got lost in the mail for your new hire out of town or dealing with some other technical emergency. Maybe you spilled orange juice on your own computer. Uh, You're well-equipped to deal with all this, but you probably don't have the time anymore. The team over at Electric knows small businesses maybe like yours face these challenges. That's why they've solved this problem for you by operating as your IT department. So instead of spending hours sorting through unused application licenses, setting up laptops for new employees and answering never-ending IT questions, you can focus on building your business. With electric acting as your IT department, you can get back to what you're good at. Plus, you get a really cool IT platform to see and manage everything. Delegation is so important in a small business, and especially with IT stuff where things are changing all the time you really want an expert to be able to help you out and with electric you get a whole team of them for mpu listeners electric is offering a free pair of beat solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting just go to electric.ai/mpu it's electric.ai/mpu go get yourself a free pair of beat solo 3 headphones for scheduling a meeting our thanks to electric for their support of the show
0: Okay, so we've been talking about Freeform now for an hour. Let's talk about where it works and where it doesn't. You know, um, you know, where is Freeform Excel? You know, what, what do you like about it?
1: Yeah, I love that it's built in and that it really, with some caveats we mentioned earlier, really does a good job with attachments. So you can have this board that is home to images and like all this mixed media stuff. I think Freeform has done really well. Yes, I'd like to see some more tools with PDFs, et cetera. But for 1.0, for being free, and built in, I think it does a great job with that and makes it really easy to make these really rich, good-looking, like, mixed-media boards. Like, I think in the near future, we're going to see people see examples of this. And if you have these, like, share them in our forum, a really, honestly, like, beautifully designed really nice looking freeform boards and yeah a lot of these tools don't put a huge um emphasis on aesthetics i think freeform has like and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing what people can uh people can do with those like you can go in and um you can hide the grid for instance like i like the grid as like a visual alignment thing but you can even turn that off and like and you can have uh options for guides and center guides and edge guides and stuff. I think seeing what people can make with this visually is going to be really exciting. I think I think freeforms done a good job with that.
0: I agree and but I would say that they don't have to be beautiful. They can be ugly and help you too. Oh you know? yeah, no um, no, yeah, of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um but I I really think one of the things that we see I think it's a win that this app exists. You know, I think it it represents a lot of goodness to me in terms of the way Apple is thinking these days. Like I'm not sure this app would have been approved or or released a few years ago. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, but somebody in Apple felt like this was a problem that needed to be solved. There wasn't a good solution and said, we can do this. And as a platform owner, we can do it in ways that nobody else can. And it's a little rough around the edges at the beginning here but I feel like they're, they're going to put some effort into this thing. And over time, it's going to become just as useful as notes and reminders and the stuff we've been praising over the last you know year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really, the fact that Apple would, would make an app like this to me, it's a good sign, you know, yeah. uh, it doesn't need work. Absolutely. But I, I think it fills a void that has existed on their platforms. And I think it's, it's going to become useful. Now, now, what void does it fill, I guess, is the question. I mean, there are other apps out there that do things like this. And I was thinking, well, how does it compare to them? You know, uh, MindNode comes to mind. MindNode is my favorite mind mapping app. I use it all the time. Uh, they sponsored my blog, I think, last year at some point. So, I mean, I have a little bit of relationship with them. But I, I still feel like MindNode is the best app to go to to make mind maps. We just talked about this recently on the show. But I feel like this is not that. You know what I mean? my node auto generates auto sorts auto, you know, puts everything mm-hmm. together for you. Um, that is not what this is. This is much more of a free form style of, dra- of diagramming. You know, I mean, it's really meant for you to kind of just pull it all together yourself instead of having an app do it for you. I wouldn't be doing mind mapping in this, but I wouldn't be doing diagramming in mind node. So I really feel like they're kind of similar, but different. Yeah. Uh, the obvious you know, comparison is Apple Notes, but we kind of already talked about that. Apple Notes is a notes app, and this is a diagramming app. Yeah, Apple is a notes app with diagramming features, and this is a diagramming app with notes features. There you go. That makes sense.
1: That that makes a ton of sense. I think Concepts is a another application that people look at in this uh, in this arena. Concepts has a lot more robust sketching and drawing tools. Uh, The sketching and drawing tools in Freeform are basically what you get in Apple Notes. Like it's Apple's pencil kit. You see it in a lot of apps. Concepts, I think, has really grown into a more of an art-focused application. And um, you can definitely do some other things in it. But when I think of Concepts and when I check it out, you know, it's kind of in my list of apps that I check out every couple of years. It's more art-focused than ever, I think.
0: Yeah, and see, for me um, free replaced concepts. Interesting. I, I was using concepts to do freeform style stuff, except concepts didn't have syncing. They, they've been promising it. I know they're working on it, but, um, I just had on one iPad, I had concepts and that's where I would use diagrams like this, but the right, the drawing tools and concepts, well, you know, it was way more than I needed. You know, it was like, uh, you know, I just needed the most basic of tools, and they're giving me very advanced drafting tools. So what what I would prefer is syncing basic drawing tools and the auto layout stuff. So, uh, you know, Freeform really scratches the itch for me that mm-hmm. Concepts never quite got, yeah. you know, so – uh, I feel like there's there is definitely competition between those two and the way I was using concepts. Now, if you're using concepts to draw manga, you know, and you, <laughs> you you're not going to be going over to freeform anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But but for this kind of basic diagramming stuff, I think that the freeform is an excellent option.
1: Yeah, I think Goodnotes is another uh, obvious uh, competitor. It won the iPad app of the year from Apple in 2022. Goodnotes is fantastic. Uh, it gives you more robust organization. You know, I talked about that earlier in the show, Uh, but it syncs, it does collaboration. It has a lot of nice drawing tools, uh, again, kind of beyond what Apple does. But I think in a lot of ways, GoodNotes is honestly maybe the closest. And if GoodNotes has felt like overkill, maybe this can can meet your needs. And I think if Freeform isn't quite enough for you, I would say look at GoodNotes next.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, but to me, really, the central focus of Freeform is this idea of shared whiteboard and diagramming, whereas I feel like the central focus of Goodnotes is is a is a virt- is a digital notebook. Yeah, you know, and so those are kind of different things. If you're coming at it as a digital notebook, I don't think Freeform is going to make you happy. Um, one of the tools Goodnotes has that Freeform doesn't that I'm kind of surprised isn't here, but maybe it'll show up is you know, like in Goodnotes and even Apple Notes does this now when you like draw. A circle and you just hold it there. It like turns it into a proper circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freeform doesn't do that. You know, if you draw a circle, it just your ugly circle. At the end, it doesn't like kind of fix it for you. Although with the shape support, I guess you wouldn't need it. But I feel like that's a that's a miss yeah. for uh, Freeform. Tinderbox is an app on the Mac, which I don't think we talk about enough. It's it is kind of one of the original kind of open thinking apps. It's been around a long time. And, you know, it's Mac only, but it's very good. But I feel like kind of the diagramming and thinking kind of stuff like that, this is similar to Tinderbox, although Tinderbox is very mature and has a lot more features. Mm -hmm. I I feel like Tinderbox may be the pro version of this if you were on the Mac only. Um, uh, but, and I don't think, you know, Apple's ever going to approach Tinderbox's feature set, but you know, Tinderbox is, is on the Mac, you know? Um, Analog tools, I think this is a competitor to maybe most um, uh, competitive is analog tools, you know, an actual whiteboard, an actual big sticky pad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the kind of stuff this is really engineered to do. And those do have some advantages in that the screen is as big as the medium, whereas on this stuff, you've got that little window.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's definitely true. And I think for a lot of people who carry an iPad and Apple Pencil in particular, just the ability to, like open a board and sketch something out really quickly or diagram something really quickly freeform is going to be hard to beat there and you know I think this is particular to with the iPad mini sort of this like digital device that's roughly book shaped and sized like freeform could be killer for for a lot of those yeah. those uses and if you've done this like in a paper notebook like I still to this day carry a, a paper notebook in my front left pocket And if I flip through them, historically, there are sketches and other things in there. If those things need to be shared with somebody, uh, Freeform is going to be how I'm going to do it. Like even me as someone who likes these analog tools, Freeform is going to eat into them a little bit, I think.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, just as you were talking, I opened up Freeform to full screen and I'm looking at today's show outline in full screen. Mm -hmm. It looks looks awesome. It really does. (laughs) It's cool. You know, you know. And like, even like when you and I were talking about text drift before we recorded the show, I was dropping in screenshots and in real time, they were showing up on your screen. There's a lot to like about this app.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there really is. We do though have some ideas for uh, improvements we would like to see. Um, I I again would harp on (laughs) the text entry, text entry, text entry. That would, uh, that would be better uh, and, and faster especially in large text boxes. So like our show notes, actually have broken into several text boxes, but when it was all one big one, and when you were in the document as well, uh, I ran into real slowdowns. Like I would be typing and the app would be letters or words behind me. That's yeah. not a good feeling.
0: No, no. <laughs> it's like old Microsoft word stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Yeah. I, I think that um, there's two categories of room for improvement. Number one is, there's some basic features that are a little buggy or at least that just that needs to become the priority right um uh, text entry needs to be more solid text drift which we're, we're, it's not even text drift it's drawing drift is really what we should be calling mm-hmm. it but this idea that you write with a pencil and strokes with your pen are going to change location relative to where you drew them that's not good that that's got to get fixed i mean because that's a key feature of the app ha, you know the, so we've, we've got some stuff here that I think needs to like immediately get fixed and hopefully people are working on that um, but then I think there's also a group of features where it's just like stuff that hasn't been implemented that I think should be mm-hmm. you know um, uh, number one maybe for me is better linking I mean we, we praise the linking about how it auto generates but every object should be linkable yeah you know it should there should just be when you right click on anything, add link should be an option.
1: Totally agree. That would be that would be absolutely fantastic. Something else I like to see is faster diagramming and outlining. I'm not saying go out and Sherlock Mind Note, but if you want to create those sort of, you know, mind maps in that style, I think that could be a real boon to freeform. And doing that quickly with like keyboard shortcuts or on the iPad or on the iPhone, you know, dragging them over and sort of auto linking of boxes and, and that sort of thing. I'd like to see more of.
0: Yeah. They call that magnetic connections. Yes. You see it in OmniGraphle. You see it in a lot of good diagramming apps and it's not in this one, which we've been calling a diagramming app for over an hour. So I feel like those need to be there. Mm-hmm. So what that means if I draw an arrow and connect it to a box and I move the box, the arrow follows the box. Right. And that doesn't happen right now which is, you know, it's something that needs to be there. I'm not sure it had to be there at version one, but I feel like it, it needs to be there eventually. And, and you know, sooner rather than later, you know, mm-hmm. the markup for PDF. I mean, you you called this out, but it's so true, right? If if I'm going to drop a PDF in this thing, I want to be able to work on it as well. Now, granted, you can go outside and work in another app, but that kind of defeats the purpose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see that get uh, get more robust. All in all, though, Uh, while there are issues in this application, I'm very pleased with it as a, as a 1.0. I think that it's, it's surprisingly solid and feature complete. I really think that Apple in the pandemic came across a a need for this internally and they built their own tool and they released it. Like I am, I don't know, know that, but I'm pretty confident. That's what happened. (laughs) Like, Someone in yeah. Apple wanted this for themselves and then they built the tool they wanted and needed. And honestly, those are the best projects, you know, from, from any sort of uh, company or, or creator. And I think it shows in this. I think it shows that uh, people who put this together uh, really care about it. And I do hope they continue to, to push on it and grow it. But I am very happy with where it is today as a, as a 1.0.
0: Yeah. I mean, its existence is a win. This is a tool I could become really devoted to so long as, you know, Apple lets a passionate group of developers. I don't even think it needs to be a particularly large team, but just a group of people who are passionate about this to go in and just keep making it better. Um, And I I really hope that's the case. And recent history tends to um, lean that direction. Like Mm -hmm. if you look at what's happening with their other productivity apps. So, So, you know, and is this, I guess another question is, is this part of a bigger trend? I mean, you know, with Apple, you only see the parts they're showing you, but maybe, you know, was there a decision four or five years ago to say, you know what, we're going to really turn up productivity. Not only are we going to fix the stuff we have, we're going to build a whole new suite of things that are relevant to people in the modern age, you know, like, you know, and one of those is a diagramming Whiteboard app. So maybe that'll be the first one that goes up, but maybe there's more in the pipeline. You know, is that something that could be happening right now?
1: Yeah, I, I hope it is. And I think it is. I think Apple wants to make their built in stuff reach more people and be flexible for those of us who want more than what the masses need. And so I'm, I'm, I share your enthusiasm and your positive outlook on all of these tools. I think. We look again, notes and reminders, Safari, like all of these tools, even mail, mail got new features. Like you know, I yeah. think they're taking this seriously and I'm excited that it's cross platform and like all that stuff. So yeah, I think the future here is bright. I, I don't think this app is going to sit for three years without any changes. I think we're going to get stuff every year.
0: Yeah. I feel like we're kind of on the verge. I mean, the evidence certainly leans toward Apple. Apple you know, wanting to improve their productivity situation. I think this year's WWDC will be a very big event in that sense where if we see additional features in mail and improvements to freeform and and even, you know, reminders and and notes, I think that's going to be more than just, you know, an inkling. That's just going to be kind of proof that, yeah, this is actually in progress right now. I mean, just regular regular improvement so anyway it's pretty exciting listen if you haven't tried freeform it's on your devices you know it came with the latest update so go ahead load it up let me know what you think about it you can also weigh in on the forums we've got a a thread for each show i'd love to see how the mac power users are implementing this honestly selfishly i want to see what you guys are doing maybe there's something i can i can use it for as well Mm -hmm. but uh i feel like this app is going to be a part of my workflow and uh Uh, We're drawing on it with the iPad and seeing this big display with it. Man, it's pretty nice, got to say. Yeah. Um, Either way, we're we're the Mac Power Users. You can find us at relay.fm slash MPU. Uh, Thank you to our sponsors today, 1Password, Rocket Money Electric. And Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, Steve and I are doing a lot of work getting the show ready for 2023. We love having you here, and we'll see you next week.